That doesn't mean coddle them. It doesn't mean uh, if they break the rules, they don't get disciplined, that you protect them from that. No, this means that you protect them no matter what in the in the pursuit of their excellence and they're doing their job. And if you do that, they will kill for you. They will die for you. Firehouse Vigilance presents The Weekly Scrap, a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Today, I was going to spend a few minutes talking about a Nick's Rules on Leadership. I don't know if you've ever seen them. This was a blog post that was made on the blog Ranger Up in 2009. And somewhere, someone shared it on social media and I saw a copy of it. I loved it. I saved it. And now I'm just going to go, I'm not going to read the entire article. I'm just going to go over each rule, give my thoughts on, um, those Nick's rules on leadership. If you ever get a chance, just type it in Google Nick's rules on leadership. You'll find the list. It's a great list to live by. So without further ado, Nick's rules on leadership and rule number one, pretty simple is don't be a douche. And I can't really, if you're just going to have one rule as a human being, I'm not even, I, that doesn't even have to be included as a leadership rule, but as a human being, I think that's a great rule to live by. And so Nick's rules on leadership, number one, don't be a douche. Uh, I know that it's tricky because the person who is the douche rarely is aware. And that's part of what makes them a douche. So, Make sure you are in that mirror examining yourself and figuring out and don't be a douche. So that's rule number one to live by. Nick's rules on leadership. Number two, your guys are more important than your career. And I don't know if you could sum it up any, any better than that is that if you start thinking that you're, uh, that they are not the most important thing that you, uh, if they are not your number one priority, then you, you, you are going to lose at, at your effectiveness as a leader. Your guys are more important than your career. So even if it hurts your chances of advancement, protect your men. Be there for your men. That doesn't mean if, that doesn't, that doesn't mean coddle them. It doesn't mean, uh, if they break the rules, they don't get disciplined that you protect them from that. No, this means that you protect them no matter what, uh, in the, in the pursuit of their excellence and they're doing their job. And if you do that, they will kill for you. They will die for you. Uh, figuratively speaking, of course. Uh, number three, Nick's rules on leadership. Number three is be good at your job. And this one goes straight. It's just competence. Be competent. Let me get some more waves in here. Welcome everybody. I'm having trouble reading sideways. So yes, lots of court Smith. Hey, court. I can see that name. Welcome, brother. Bronx. Uh, and uh, sorry, I lose my train of thought. I'm very easily distracted. It's like I see a squirrel take off. So uh, be good at your job. Competence. So important. I, don't, I can't think of anything that will build confidence better than competence. And um, so be good at your job. Rule number three on Nick's rules on leadership. Number four goes tight. Ties right into number five, but number four is it's not your platoon. And we're talking to the fire service here. You can say it's not your station. It's not your crew, right? That it's not there to serve you. Your guys aren't there to serve you. Your guys aren't there for you to own. Um, your guys aren't there, uh, to wait on you hand and foot while you stand in the background or sit up on your, uh, ivory desk 
it's not your crew. You are there to serve them. If you want to be um, an effective leader, you are there to serve your guys. They are your number one priority. So it's not your crew, which leads right into Nick's rule number five. It is your platoon or it is your crew. So it's like the dichotomy that is uh, that Jocko likes to talk about. Uh, it's it's six and, and half dozen. Um, so it's, it's not yours to serve you, but a hundred percent, you have to own it and take responsibility for everything that takes place in it. Your guys screw up. It's your fault. You own that and you fix that. And it's your responsibility to fix that and own it. So four and five hand in hand. It's not your crew. It is your crew. Number six, probably, um, I, I don't know if this is, and it's so hard to argue these. It's like the million point scale. Which one's more important? Uh, number six, don't lie ever for any reason. That's it. I mean, I can't think of anything that builds trust more reliably than don't lie ever for any reason. No white lies, no little uh, easier to tell them this than to tell them the truth. No, don't lie ever for any reason, and you will build trust over time. Um, so, again, that's... If I could rank these, I don't know if you could if you could actually separate some of these between don't be a douche and don't lie ever. That's pretty tough to make that distinction on which one would be more important. So number seven, Nick's rules on leadership. Number seven is you make mistakes, admit them. And this is this is tough for anybody in a leadership position because you want to be uh, respected, you want to be looked up to. That that whole thing about being good at your job. Uh, that you want that competence so you can inspire that confidence. And, uh, it, it hurts when you screw up in front of people, when you, but no one expects you to be perfect. Your crew does not expect you to be perfect. And you, the biggest thing on this is you don't expect your crews to be perfect. You know, they're going to make mistakes and you're there to learn from them and pick them up. So why do you hold yourself to a different standard? Make mistakes, admit them, learn from them. Don't repeat them and move on. So that's number seven. You make mistakes, admit them. Uh, number eight, leader is not equal to BFF. And so I love being close to my guys. I absolutely love being tight with them, spending time with them, playing games with them, going out with them. Uh, but it is more important that they have a leader than it is that they have a buddy. They got a lot of buddies. They need a leader. So I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive. You can't exclusive. You can be a friend to them that, without a doubt. It is not mutually exclusive, but there is a line you don't want to cross in that. And, uh, you definitely want to remain their leader and, uh, they don't need another buddy. They need a leader. And that's a really good point. Number nine, you are not the smartest guy in the platoon. And if nothing else, if you can wake up in the morning, crawl out of bed, go in there when you're shaving and look in the mirror and say, I'm not the smartest guy in every room I walk into, uh, that will give you a little bit. And, and believe me, mean it because it is true. Uh, we got these, uh, generations coming into the fire service know so much and have so much at their fingertips to learn and, and the schooling they've gone to and things like that. I'm not saying, uh, that they're, more intelligent than us, us, but, uh, they, you are just, you're just know in your mind, you are not the smartest person in the room. And that will help you from ever falling into the trap of rule. Number one, don't be a douche. So, uh, that's number nine. You are not the smartest guy in the platoon. 
Moving on to number 10, you, and again, the million point scale, how do you rate these? I don't know. This one's like at 999,997. It's right there with don't lie ever. And number 10 is you can never quit. That is probably one of the greatest statements slash rules for a leader. If your guys see you quit, then they know they're allowed to quit. And you need to set that example. You will never quit. So number 10, again, uh, man, it might be my favorite. Uh, between don't be a douche and <laughs> don't lie ever. And then number 10, you can never quit. So 11, almost done, guys, with these Nick's Rules of Leadership. Again, if you want to find these, type it into Google. Nick's Rules on Leadership. It'll pull up the list. Plus, he has an article with, with uh, even more details written behind each one. The number 11 is you are not the focal point of your subordinates' lives. So, again, this is that humility you need to have to be an effective leader and, and, and the, the keep yourself humble and realize that not you are not the focal point of, of your crew's life, of your uh, station. Um, you are not the centerpiece of it all. And, uh, again, if you think you are, then you're probably breaking rule number one, which is don't be a douche. So, number 11 leads right into number 12. Even though you're not the focal point, they will watch everything you do. And so if you whine about administration, they're going to whine about administration. If you quit on a workout, they're going to quit on the workouts. If you say, ah, training's not that important, we don't need to do that today, they're going to say training's not that important, we don't need to do that today. Whatever you do, they're going to be watching. Number 13, three to go, guys. Number 13, get your bosses back. This was tough for me when I first promoted... Uh, from company officer to the chief level, I I felt like I had to fix things, fix issues, fix problems, and but I that's it, it takes a while to figure out what your actual role is, and one of the big ones is is to remain effective as a chief for to be effective as a leader for my guys was to make sure that the chiefs above me were effective and able to be effective and to make them as effective as possible, and so have your bosses back. Uh, complaints only go up. Make sure you only complain up to your bosses and let them know what's going on, what's being said. Keep them in the loop. Keep them informed so they can make smart decisions. So when you have their back, it is a good thing. Yeah, make sure your complaints go up and have your bosses back so they can remain effective. And byproduct of that is you remain effective for your guys. Number 14, have a sense of humor. This ties, if you can keep that sense of humor when you make mistakes, admitting them will be so much easier. When you can laugh about them and learn from them. And having a sense of humor, guys, it's important. Uh, we're firemen. We know what it's like in a firehouse and, and, and firefighters and, and having jokes and, uh, it's, it can be one of the funnest jobs on earth if we allow ourselves to have a good sense of humor about it. And I'm not talking about hazing or, inappropriateness or anything like that. I'm saying strictly just having a good time, having a good sense of humor, belly laughing. I've never laughed so hard as I have at the fire station. So that's number 14, which leads us to Nick's rules, the final rule, and probably the one that can sum up all of the rules, and that is do the right thing. And I think probably, I don't know the percentage, 99.9% .9 of the time, we know what the right thing to do is in a, in a given situation. And a good litmus test you can use is there's usually an easy thing to do and then there's a hard thing to do. And we know that 
most of the time. Not It's not exclusive. Sometimes there's easy things to do that we should be doing. But 99% of the time, if there's a choice between easy and hard, the hard road is the one we need to be doing. We need to choose hard. And uh, so that is Nick's 15 rules. Number 15, do the right thing. So Nick's rules on leadership. If you ever want to see the article, go to the Ranger Up or type it into Google and it will pull it up. It's a great little article. I wanted to go over it with you. And so I've been wanting to talk about it on a scrap, and I thought it was a good one for the first scrap of 2020. So, yeah, I can't knock that, Court. Bro, rule, Court Smith says, rule number one is always look cool. I can say this. I don't know. Yeah, I texted you earlier. You looked cool on the news today. Stand there in the background. I'm not going to lie. You look cool. So I wanted to tell you that. Um, I don't know if you were flexing or not, but it looked good. The... uh Sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh, books I'm reading currently. Difficult Conversations. This was given to me by a chief, uh, Chief Marler, my fire department. This book is unbelievably good for uh, communication. Uh, that's basically in a nutshell. Difficult Conversations, how to discuss what matters most. And, and it's all about difficult conversations, whether it's the uh, conversation of ha- having to discipline a subordinate, maybe bringing someone in to actually fire somebody if you're in a j- position where you have to do that kind of thing, all the way to going and talking to your mother-in-law about how you don't like her peach cobbler and or how she treats your kids or, or insert whatever difficult conversation there is. This book gives a lot of tools for dealing with that. Now, that being said, it's it, the information in this is excellent. And this is a 10-year anniversary edition that's the, that's been uh, revamped. But uh, it is dense. It's tough read for me, and I'm a reader. So um, difficult conversations, good book. It's hard for me to get through. In fact, you can see where I'm at. I'm only like halfway through it. And one of the reasons why is because I finally got this book in the mail. Get my highlighters out of the way. The Stress Effect. Uh, Jocko had Henry Thompson on his podcast, and now because of that, this book is completely sold out on Amazon. And you have to back order it and wait for it to come in. It took over a month for me to get it, but it finally came in. So this thing is awesome. If you get a chance, you can listen to Jocko's podcast, 187, I believe, through one. It's in the high, almost 200. Might even be in the 190s. But you can find Henry Thompson on there, and they discuss this book. Unbelievably good book on the stress effect, why smart leaders make dumb decisions. Uh, so far, I am very early into the book, and and... A lot of times when you read books, especially if you read like I do, and I read a lot of books on leadership, a lot of books on uh, culture and habits and things like that, they repeat a lot of the same stuff. This one is very refreshing, and the new new things it brings uh, so far, just in the first uh, 30 or 40 pages that I'm into it. So don't take that as a review. I'm just telling you what I'm reading and what I'm thinking of it so far. Anyway, weekly scrap, number 20. First one of 2020 in the books. Got great stuff coming in uh uh, Brian Brush is going to be on here. Jim Moss from uh, Firefighter Functional Fitness. Mark Alone of the Fire Inside. And uh, reached out to Ben Martin of uh, Embrace the Resistance. Haven't heard back from him yet. Of course, I'm still trying to get John Spear rescheduled. So I'm just super excited about all the guests that are going to be on the scrap. Uh, so if you have questions um, to, uh, you want answered, you want some of these guys to answer, hey, send me the questions. Put the questions in the comments and uh, let me know. Always. Is that a book you're suggesting, Halligan, Matt, KTO, Primal Leadership? If it is, let me know because I want to pick up that book. If, uh, anytime you guys have a book you want me to read, throw it in here because you know I'm going to uh, order it. My guys, this is my Christmas present. Where's it at here? All right here, Barnes & Noble. 
The guys got me a gift card to Barnes and Noble, uh, my, my station guys, because they know how much I love to read. So, okay, so it's called Primal Leadership. I will get a hold of that book then. Thank you, Allegan. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I need to tell you, but that's it. I, I hope the tone stays silent for each and every one of you. I'm excited about 2020. Looking forward to the weekly scraps that are coming. Uh, hope the stone stays silent unless it's burning. And I'll see you on the next scrap, guys. Be safe. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.